And she said, you know what, love? You're no scientist. I remember she said, you're no scientist. You're gonna, you're, you're, you were made to entertain. And, I, and she's like, whatever you do, um, you know, find an education in what you do because that's really important, you know, um, wow. find a profession in that. And so I, I keep those words in my head. So I just want to find, I don't know, I want to go to school for something. You know, I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave school for TikTok, you know. Yeah. I want to, um, I don't know how to say it, like, estudiar. And that was very sage advice that Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor told my next guest at a Friendsgiving celebration last year when she saw his TikToks and realized the potential he had to educate and entertain. Mi gente, today I introduce you to Senor Edison, TikTok prodigy. Social Sofrito is not your average social media podcast. This show mixes conversations around poetry, music, storytelling, art, culture, and brand building. These conversations hope to inspire you to create a strong foundation for your brand that will help you build relationships that transcend social platforms into real life communities. I hope you enjoy, and I hope that you support this podcast. I'm going to preface this interview by letting you know that Senor Edison is an amazing TikToker with over a quarter of a million followers, and he is currently one of the few TikTokers who really made a name for themselves exploring culture and language in a way that he does. Here's an example of what he does. Ah, sí, por favor, ¿me puede traer un sorbeto? ¿Un qué? Se dice popote. Pero no, no entiendo. Es un pitillo. Eh, hey, calimete. Absolvente. Carrizo. Cañita. Bombilla, la cosa de la gringa siempre están jodiendo. Seis de toros, seis de toros. Oh, una pajita. Toma. ¿Un qué? Oye, pero tú sí que eres fresco. Today is March 2nd. I am here uh, in Davie, Florida. And I have the uh, incredible pleasure of meeting what I consider is the biggest emerging Hibarito oh on the web. Thank you so much. And it's uh, yeah. Senor Edison, Mr. Edison oh from TikTok fame. I met you on TikTok. Yeah. Um, I know that you're big on Instagram as well, but, but I, I got you from TikTok. Mm -hmm. And wow, I just have to say like, like you're, hitting, you're hitting something in me as somebody who's your elder that I haven't seen on the web. And that's why I was really animated about coming out here flying out here to see you and to talk to you. Um, Thank you. So tell me, Senor Edison, where did it all start? Where were you born? I was born, I was born here in Florida. Um, Margate, Margate Broward here, Broward. Um, my parents are Puerto Rican. But you know, like, us Puerto Ricans are raised with that pride. But like, a lot of people tell me, you know, you're not, don't you have to be born in Puerto Rico to be Puerto Rican? And I'm like, no, man, I was, you know, I was raised with the same culture. I speak Spanish. Cuando yo hablo español, en mi acento puertorriqueño, o sea, like, you can recognize that accent a mile away. So I don't know. So on TikTok, I remember downloading TikTok like last year, like around January. And I made videos. You know, you know I would all be in high school, do pura monería with my friends and all. And I said, you know what? There's not a lot of Puerto Ricans on here. And then in August, I made this video. It was like, I made a POV. That stands for like uh, point of view. Yeah. 
And I was like, um, I pretend like the camera was a person, like a girl. And I'm like in school with my backpack and they go, hey, yo, you Puerto Rican? I see you got the hoops and the attitude, something like that. And then she was like, and then I go, you're Dominican? Oh, if that's okay, we're the same thing. And then I just blew up. Yeah. And ever since, I'm like, wow, people, people like that. They like to see like, um, the culture. And ever since, I've been making Puerto Rican-related content. So, so let's, let's rewind a little bit. Talk uh-huh. to me about Mommy and Papi. Um, you know, where were they born? My what par- did they do for a living? My parents were born in Manati, Puerto Rico. And then my dad moved. To you can the- say their names, too. Oh, Give my mom, Laura. And then my dad, Edwin. I'm medicine. Um, he, was, he was raised in Chicago, and then he moved back to Puerto Rico. In like high school, and then my parents, um, they got married after high school, and then they moved over here, and then that's this is where I had, they had me, and yeah. I haven't left. A lot of people think I'm, I live in Puerto Rico. They think I lived. I've never lived in Puerto Rico. I wish I did, maybe to have oh. that experience, but I don't know. Okay. And do you have any siblings? <laughs> yes, I have a brother and a sister. They uh, the papi, but I'm on the only old child on my mom's side. How do they, how do they, how does your family react to the, to the internet fame, to the um, disability? Because I'm sure that people see you in the street and they're like, oh shit, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, they think it's, well, at first my mom like didn't know. She thought like, oh, that's just, that's like, you're being distracted, like focused in school. But then when I started getting recognized in like the streets, she was like, oh, you thing. <laughs> and then eventually like um now she wants to be in them so in some of my tiktok she's with me i'm like mira esta mami adios yeah my mom my mom does tiktoks with me too and i think that my fans like her better than they like really me, oh my god so, <laughs> so be careful with that i think that's something that we all have our, uh-huh. our our parents are uh always more endeared than we are i think lamon james goes through that uh quite a bit i'm going through it right now because uh-huh. my mom just did a video where she was like, el hombre que yo amo, sabe que lo amo. Oh my God. And she was like, cabrón. And, <laughs> oh my God. But she's just so natural. Uh-huh. And she doesn't even plan it. It's not, I don't do plan t- TikToks or videos mm-hmm. with my mom, but she just, she's just off the hook. Funny. Yeah. Like, she's just funny naturally. So that's dope, man. So, so, lo de Jibarito. Like, tell me what your, what were the images growing up about being Puerto Rican that inspired some of your videos? Because those, those are very specific. Yeah. When I see you do videos, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of you like mimicking an uncle or a primo or somebody. Yeah. Like, where's the inspiration well, come from? I grew up listening to like, you know, salsa. My mom, when she's cleaning the house, salsa, you know, you get wake up in the morning, you hear that blasting, bachata. Um, I just remember being a kid and I, my mom would try to dance with me and I, I didn't like it. I'm like, okay, you know, you know, you know, I'm little. And now I regret it because now I don't know how to dance. So um, I do videos, you know, yo mojo, like, like acting funny. I don't know how to dance, you know, dancing all silly. I like, I like salsa music. I really yeah. do. Um, I listen to it. And then I made those, um, the Puerto Rican alphabet videos yeah. with oh reggaeton and the salsa. That's my favorite. Uh-huh. That, that was actually the, the, the video that made me reach out. Uh-huh. Like the, the salsa ones. Because I was just like, you know, I just can't take it anymore. I got to talk to this kid. Yeah. You so know, I, something else that inspired me with, for, with that video was um, the movie uh, El Cantante. Okay. I just watched it last week. And I loved it. That's like, that's like, so, uh, how do you say it? Like, that's my culture right there in New York. You know, the, the, the New Yorican, you know, Puerto Ricans in New York. You know, and like how they, they like, they love their culture and they put it out there even though they're... They were born and raised here in the you States. You look like you, know? you had the Puerto Rican parade in your living room. Like, that's oh my literally gosh. that's what it looked like. That was my know? room. I have a few flags in my room, yeah. Yeah, a few, just a few, right? Just a few in my hats, you know. That's a <laughs> um, so, so, now that you're reaching this, I don't even know how many millions of followers you have at, at this point. But no, not millions, not yet. <laughs> but, but, I mean, but you have a big following. 
Yeah. Well, what was how big is the following? Um, I think on TikTok I have like two hundred eighty thousand, okay. and then on Instagram it's not that much. I have like um, nine nine thousand. Okay, so mm-hmm. so with that said, like you know, obviously you always hear the conversations that millennials have about monetizing and, and being yeah. uh, an influencer. Like, how do you sit with all that? Like, um, where are you at right now with that? Um, I suck at that right now. I'm, I'd make no money at all. Um, I get a lot of DMs like, oh, you know, prom- promote this song or whatever, but I, I don't know. Some people like um, told me about people that promoted them or like, ugh, what's it called? That they promoted. Yeah. But like they kind of tell you what to like post kind of like they pay you, but like they tell you, I don't really like that. I like to yeah. post what I want to post, but I don't know. My mom wants me to start monetizing it, you know, to make a, to make money off of it, you know, yeah. for my benefit, you know, in the future. No, I, I think I've. I, I think that you have an incredible opportunity, especially here in Florida. Thank um, you. Even yeah. further up, either further north, like uh, Orlando. But um, yeah, we'll 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 talk about that. But mm-hmm. um, but what would you like to see happen? Just not from the monetization perspective, but what would you like to see happen with your followers? Like, what do you want them to walk away from when, my they, when they when they when they put their phone mm-hmm. down? What do you want them to think about? I want my followers to be like proud of where they came from. Like, not just Puerto Ricans, but I try to represent other Latinos. Like. Um, I don't know. I have friends that like don't really like care about the culture, you know. And I just feel like you have to embrace that. Like that's where you came from, your parents, you know. I love, I love seeing different co- like here in South Florida. It's so like Latino, so diverse. And, you know, I try to mimic accents, you know, with the Colombian accents. The like I speak a little bit Portuguese. I went to school with a lot of Brazilians. I don't know. I just love that, la cultura. Do you think that acting is in your future? Is that something you I, like? That's something that really interests me. But I right now I don't I don't know how to get there to be honest. Okay. But you know. So talk to me about like school now. Like what's cool. everyday life? What is Senor Edison doing when he's Senior not TikToking? Um, I go to FAU, Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton. Um, I'm a freshman right now. I'm, I'm a little baby. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, right now I, I don't have a major. I'm undecided, and I'm just taking the basic classes like ENC, sociology, um, what else, statistics. But you have to start. I really have to start focusing on um, looking for what I want to do because like once I'm. A sophomore, I should start taking classes with my major. What What are your interests besides uh, well, technology and social I, media? Before TikTok, I, I, I thought I was going to be like a pharmacist or something because I was like in an anatomy and I loved all about the human body. But I also loved like TV, like movies. I always wanted to, you know, I don't know, portray someone, a character or something like what I do in my videos. And then I see that people like like what I'm doing. And so I'm like, wow, I, like this would be great if I could do this you know, in the future or something with my life. Like, this, like my dad always told me, do something that you would do for free. And I'm doing this for free right now. I'm like, this would be like amazing to do. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's why, I guess that's why the conversation with you was so overwhelmingly, like it was something that was not, not showing me and I just had to mm-hmm. have it because, yeah. you know, I come from a generation where we were like immigrants to the digital technology. Mm. So we were adopting digital technology to real life and you grew up in this technology you grew up probably you know as soon as you could hold a smartphone you had a smartphone in your hand which is very different um so it's it's curious to me how you progress into this space that Mm -hmm. you love without making any money like how did you even think of starting these videos like what was the the thought process um i didn't i didn't even remember this but my 
my dad has my old iPad for some reason. I think because I don't know. I think it broke or something. And then he was looking at videos. And I used to do videos when I was like in middle school with like elementary school with my little siblings. We would just make little videos like, wow, eso estaba dentro de ti hace tiempo. Wow. I'm like, wow. And then like now I guess I'm putting more effort into it. I yeah. guess the editing and all that. I never knew how to do it. But yeah, yeah I grew up watching YouTube, you know, the yeah. kids watch YouTube and everything. So so who are some of the influencers that you like? Like some of the, I wouldn't say influencers. Who are some of the, the TikTokers or YouTubers, YouTubers that you felt, um, that you feel like, you know, like you look at them and like, wow, I, I would like to do that one day. Um, well, I really like LeJuan Everybody knows who LeJuan James yes, is absolutely. I think that guy is really cool If anybody doesn't know who LeJuan James is on this podcast Just turn this off right now Are you even Puerto Rican yeah. or Dominican? Yeah. Yeah, I'm exactly. just kidding <laughs> um, Like, who are you? Where are you from? <laughs> you know? Um, I also like Residente You know um, The Influencer Series That he mean? has, like the interviewing series that he has Now called El Influencer is the, is the series he has right now Maybe, I don't Maybe But I saw what inspired me, I think with Resident, I re- my mom never really like let me listen to his music growing up because he was like cafre, you know, like, and it's true. But like, I'm I'm big now, you know. And I saw this um, documentary on Netflix called uh, what was it called? It's called Resident actually. Mm-hmm. And um, he took a DNA test and he went to each country that he resulted with, and he made a song in each of those countries with their culture, with um, with their music, with the with the political, you know, the things that are going on in that country. And I yeah. I thought that was amazing. And then I took a DNA test. And uh, my dad, my dad took it first, and I did the ancestry DNA. And um, so, what did you find out? Oh, I found out. Well, I always knew Puerto Ricans were like mezclado con Indio Taino, yeah, um, los Africano, and los Españoles. But I got like Portuguese, Spanish. I got a whole bunch of countries in Africa, like Ban, like countries I never even heard of, and like Taino. And I thought it was crazy. I thought it was like maybe that's not true, you know? Like maybe para pa, like cogerte yeah. los dinero, pero. No, it's true. Yeah, I think so. And then like I matched with my dad without even registering. So wow, it was really cool. That's crazy. And the DNA thing is like something I've been thinking about, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm a little afraid of, like, what are they gonna do with the DNA? <laughs> Make a, my mom yeah. said that. Yeah, te yeah. clone. There's maybe a senior Edison in twenty seventy. There'll be another senior Edison. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So Residente, yes. Yeah. So Residente has, in addition to the to the documentary you're talking about, mm-hmm. he also has this uh, small series where he talks about what he has things. You know, uh-huh. he he brings up some political stuff. It's just yeah. him having beers with his friends in the kitchen. I, I just nice. saw one on Instagram with his mom, and so I was it's called influencer. It's, it's called influencer. Oh, that's what influencer. it is. Influencer, yeah. That's oh, okay, what it's I just saw one with his mom on Instagram. And it was like 20 minutes. I'm like, that's too long, and I watch it. And I'm like, ah, this is yeah. really good. Yeah. So 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 here you are. TikTok, obviously, uh, your favorite platform. Mm-hmm. Why do you like TikTok over, like, Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or anything else? Um, like, I don't really favor TikTok. It's, like, it's what's going good for me right now. Like, I would rather move away from TikTok. I'm trying to get people, like, to follow me on Instagram because, like, you never know when TikTok is going to go downhill. Like, the same thing happened with Vine. And I don't know. I just want to, like, broaden my audience. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to... I tried doing YouTube, but, like... I don't know. YouTube is a little harder, I guess, because you have to. I don't know. <laughs> I think TikTok is easier because yeah. I got. I just ma- like mastered it. Like I, I, I know what to do with TikTok. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're training. You know, I always tell people when they, when they adopt a new platform. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people say, "Oh, don't waste your time because there's a platform about it or whatever." Uh-huh. But what a lot of people don't realize is that the people who wouldn't, the people who didn't or wouldn't adopt Snapchat 
wouldn't yeah. have been prepared for Instagram stories. They mm -hmm. wouldn't be prepared for TikTok. So exactly. every platform kind of lays the groundwork for what's next. Yeah, that's I think right. that, yeah. I think TikTok is a good fit for you. I uh -huh. think it's an amazing place. We just have to keep an eye on it to find out yeah. what's next in terms of actually making mm -hmm. creators making money. You yeah. know, will the platform actually jump in and say, okay, we're gonna help you make money, or you're gonna have to kind of fend for yourself the way you have mm -hmm. on other platforms. I um, what kind of what kind of community uh, affairs affect you? Like, what are some of the things that are happening right now as a Puerto Rican, as a Latinx in, in the United States? What are some of the things, the causes that are out there or that are kind of like getting your attention these days? How does it mean, like organization? No, not, not, well, it could be a cause, an organization, or a political uh, situation that's going on right now um, that you're kind of like, like you want to say more, but... Well, well, I went to Puerto Rico recently. I don't know if this is what you're asking me, but when I went to Puerto Rico, I like, I don't know, I guess this time I realized, wow, there's like everything in America. Like obviously Puerto Rico is part of America, but all the stores are the same. And you go to other, these other countries and like they have different stores. I'm like, mom, why is everything here? And she's like, bueno, I saw, she said something about the Jones Act yeah. and how Puerto Rico can only have like American, um, American stores and like all that money goes to America. And like, that's why Puerto Rico, I guess, can't grow or like... like like, I don't yeah, it's it's an export law that's that's based on the uh, yeah. on on the ships that come in, mm -hmm. and basically what happens is the, the whatever products come in have to come in on American ships, uh -huh. and they they get taxed higher. So okay. una, un un cuarto de leche in Puerto Rico is twenty percent higher than than oh. in Miami, for example. Um, okay. And that's why we spend more money in Puerto Rico. And then the taxes on top of that, the yeah. evil, what they, what they call the evil in yeah. Puerto Rico, <laughs> is like freaking 18%, which is the highest in the, in wow. the, world, in the whole United States. Um, so, yeah, so Puerto Rico in that, in that way. How do you feel about what's happening in Puerto Rico in terms of uh, the response to Hurricane Maria? Does, has that impacted um, you or your family in any way? Uh, right now, well, I don't know if the earthquakes and that's connected, yeah, but, but my grandma's here right now. Because of the earthquakes, like she was scared. I think that stopped, right? The earthquakes have like come uh, down. The news has stopped. We don't really know. I mean, oh. there, there's always earthquakes happening in Puerto Rico. Even uh -huh. before the actual earthquakes yeah. that 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 okay. we heard about, mm -hmm. there's always earthquakes in that part of the island because of what it is. Yeah. Um, but you know what's happening now? Yeah, it's quite. The news is quieted down. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard too much, so I'm hoping that that la cosa se calmado. Sí. But what we do know, mm -hmm. what I do know from talking to some of the people that. Uh, that are on the island on the ground is that that there's still a very large amount of people homeless from mm -hmm. the earthquakes yeah. that that hasn't been addressed similar mm -hmm. to what had happened with hurricane maria yeah. where a lot of the people weren't you know their houses weren't fixed they weren't getting food and water on a mm -hmm. regular basis so that's kind of like that's kind of the mo now for how the yeah. united states handles puerto rico yeah in, in a time of crisis so that's also like what i think about like the statehood of Puerto Rico or like the independence like people are like no Puerto Rico tiene que ser independiente it's never been it's went, went straight from Spain's ruling to America and then but also other people say like wow Puerto Rico sin Estados Unidos like it's not going to be much it's just going to be a third world country so like I'm at the on a place like wow what's what's best for Puerto Rico you know you just want to see your people you know succeed like be good you know yeah but I'm over here too like in the U.S. so it's like I don't know so yeah, I mean yeah, there's always that 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 point of privilege, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't really know what it's like to be there. Um, so that I, I guess that, that that brings me to my next question. Like you, you're pretty open from a, from a perspective from a Puerto Rican that lives here on the mainland. Mm -hmm. You're pretty open to what the political future could be. Like yeah. you're you're open to being educated. Oh and, yeah, definitely. And, and being and making a, a a conscious decision. Yeah. Which a lot of people are not. A lot of people just follow what their parents say or oh no, no no no. 
you're pretty open. I have to research my things. I can't listen to what my dad and my, like, you know, I take into consideration, but like research, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, are, are you, are you uh, a child that normally pushes back on mom and dad? So like, have um, you, have you, have you conflicted yeah. with them on some of the stuff yeah. that you talked about yes. or done online? Yes. Like yes. what? Give uh, us an example. Like political, political yeah. stuff, you know, like parents are like separate. My parents, my parents, um, Republican Dominican. I'm for my thing. Republic Democrat. Okay. Um, and so I don't know. Some sometimes I say things, um, that I don't agree with, and, and I argue. I don't care, but respectfully, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I don't know. You debate. You debate. Yeah, debate. Yes. Yes. Vamos a decir mucho porque no quiero que te den un compatazo después de esto. Exacto. But um, so you, so you have conflicted on on, yeah. on ideals. Mm-hmm. What do you, can you share? Or um, we're not going to think about. Like let's say like somebody someone say um, oh Puerto Ricans rely too much on gov- government assistance assistance and yeah. it's like come on like you both you both don't rely on government funding you guys you guys you guys are both Puerto Rican um, and you you were able to succeed without it you know we're we're good here what do you like I don't know yeah, yeah. so so things like that just Stuff just like uh, that, just huh? generalizations mm-hmm. I guess right what would you like to see um, in terms of the media. In terms of, you know, and I ask this question because, you know, you're, you're what, 18, 19? 18. 18. So mm-hmm. you're 18 years old. You're becoming self-aware in terms of, like, our, how we look in, the, in Hollywood and whatnot. What are some of the things that are making you proud right now in terms of the mass media? Like, oh, like my gosh. Who, who, who makes you proud? When you see them on TV, like, who makes your, your heartbeat? Jennifer Lopez, Super Bowl Halftime Show 2020. Oh, my gosh. Oh, let's talk about that because that was a big one, right? Because yes. we had a lot of... Uh, a lot of pushback in the community. Yeah. Our own community pushback. I'm actually writing an essay about that for my college class right now. So, so tell me how you felt about that. Okay, so like, Super Bowl halftime show is like something very American, you know. And people were like mad because there was a... First of all, people were saying that was a Cuban flag. That was a Puerto Rican flag. Come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they're saying, wow, the half of the... Half of like, no, half of the performance was in Spanish. It's America. We speak English. But it's like, Puerto Rico is part of the USA. First of all, why are you complaining about the flag? Like... J-Lo, I think the the message behind that was, you know, Jennifer Lopez, she was born in the USA. That's the song she was performing. She's New Yorkian. She's New Yorkian. And she takes out the flag, Puerto Rico. That was like a political statement right there. Like, we're, we're American. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, yes, yes. And I made a TikTok about it, and it, it kind of blew up. Um, what else? Um, Shakira. Shakira, her Lebanese heritage. I love that. Other cultures incorporating that. You know, the Colum- Colombia. She added the... ¿Cómo se llama? El... El bailecito que hizo. Mafale, champeta. Champeta, eso. I loved it all. The, the, the belly dancing, I loved it. That performance right there was like cultura. Like that was the highlight of 2020 so far for me. All right. And, and how do you feel? Like, I mean, I guess in, in the age difference, right? Like in, in your circles, your friends mm-hmm. at school. Yeah. In your church or whatever, mm-hmm. what was some of the conversations that were happening around it? Were they proud? Were they against? What, did they feel it was indecent? Did no, they, they were proud. I, I, I am. Most of my friends are Latino. They were like, "Wow, Latino culture right there." <laughs> we're, we're winning twenty twenty in okay. the future. So, so you didn't hear a lot of like, no. I see, I saw a lot of that on on social media. Yeah, but no, no, not 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 in person. And you didn't feel it was indecent. You didn't feel like they were showing no. too much. It was too sexual. No, because you look at past Super Bowl performances and you didn't see that was a problem. But like now it is because because we be, did it. Because we did it. Because <laughs> you know, I don't know. Because <laughs> we did it in Spanish and shit. Yeah, I just okay. think of like Elvis back in the day and how they thought like, oh, that's inappropriate with his hip movements. It's just like the same thing. History repeats itself. You, you know what's so interesting to me about you mm-hmm. is that 
every time that you bring up a reference, you bring up a reference that's way out of your time context. What do you mean? Oh, like you, you like you know what I'm saying? Like you're you're bringing a, like the Elvis comment. Uh-huh. That, that's that's even before my time, really. That's uh-huh. a, that's a, that's a context that I could probably give. Yeah, you know Elvis being considered indecent because his hip thrusts or whatever, yeah. and family's not wanting him to be watched on TV. Mm-hmm. But you consistently do that. Is it? Was it the media that you consume? Was it conversations with your parents that give you context into the eighties and seventies? Like, how do you get that that piece of you where you reference things that are completely out of your um, timeline? I just think I just spend way too much time on my phone and YouTube. I guess I don't know. I see videos. Um, I think I got this from like a Elders React video. I think they were talking about Elvis, like the Lo okay. There's a YouTube channel and they do like um, kids react. I think they mentioned that once, and I thought of it when I saw people complaining about the the um, J Lo's crotch move, uh, crotch grabbing or whatnot. And they showed know? a reference. Okay, that makes sense. Uh-huh. So, so in other words, you're learning about previous decades by oh, yeah. watching I also love, content. I also love past decades. You know, the '50s, the '60s, um, like what's it called, um, West Side Story. Okay. I love that movie. Although, like, I people there was like it's brown face. You know, there's white people like like yeah paint themselves. But I I like that movie. The representation they're redoing it. I think this year they 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 have redone it. Mm-hmm. It's in production right now. I have some friends that are in it, so I'm really oh excited. My my, my 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 acting coach is actually in it. Oh my he gosh. plays like a pivotal role. Wow. So I'm super excited. Shout out to Victor Cruz, <laughs> who I just recorded a podcast with him uh, on his podcast. Wow. Uh, that should be releasing pretty soon. But, is um, Rita Moreno in it? Rita Moreno, I believe, is in there in a small part. Um, some some people from the past film are in mm-hmm. the, are in there, but the way they reinvented some of the most pivotal parts yeah. of the of the of the of the movie, um, from what I understand, is just amazing. So I can't I can't yeah. say anything because I've been sworn to secrecy. But there's there's some wow. really interesting so things excited. that are gonna happen. So that's that's uh, and then there's in the Heights as well. Oh, that too. Uh, oh my Lima gosh. Yes. So, so Lima Wen Miranda, is that somebody who. Yes. Is that another, like, that, Jennifer I was Lopez looking, level? Yeah, okay. I was looking at your shirt and I, I know the, all those words. It's almost like I know all the. Um, Los Pueblos de Puerto Rico, I know them all because of that song. Oh, that song. <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, I love that music video that he did, like, right after the hurricane. Quick, he, they organized that with all these artists, people who are not even Puerto Rican. I love that, you know. Um, that said, I mean, you know, you're talking to me about where you're learning from the Jennifer Lopez's and the Lin Manuel's of the world and, and uh, Residente. Do you realize now, today, as you're 18, your first year of TikTok fame, mm-hmm. do you realize that if you continue this trajectory, that you're going to influence people that way too? Like, does it, mm-hmm. that, has that even set in for you? No, I, that, you know, sometimes I think I'm like, wow. I think, like, I would have never thought. But, like, once, when, once you're like, going through it like you don't really think about it but then you look back on it it's like wow i've come a long way i wouldn't have thought in high school that i would how people would be asking for pictures of me like that's crazy yeah and, and um, it's just gonna get it's gonna get better man mm-hmm. what um what do you need what do you what need, do need from elders what do you need from people like myself people like jennifer here mm-hmm. uh people who have already lived through certain things as you may make your way through this social media space like what do you feel like what kind of mentorship? What kind of uh, uh, advice? Like, what do you what do you feel like you need in order to get to the next level? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what I want to do. So, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. No sé. Explicarme qué puedo hacer. Like, what can I do to like? I don't know. Start working. I would like to start like studying. Okay. Study because um. I met Sonia Sotomayor. Do you know who that is? Yes, I do. Supreme, I met her. It was the most randomness. My friend, you did, know what? Did, a, she, did, did she know that you were a TikToker? 
I told her. I showed her my videos. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so my, um, Sonia Stamayor's mother lives with my friend. They live down here in Florida. And then my friend was hosting a, a Friendsgiving, like a Thanksgiving for her friends. And yeah. then Sonia uh, happened to be here visiting her mom for Thanksgiving. And then so we were there eating Friendsgiving with her friends, a small group. And then Sonia just comes in. It's like, what the heck? And then so she sat, she sat with us and then we fat, just... Fat fanboy moment? Yeah, I was like, oh my... Well, yeah, I was like, oh my God, what the heck? And then I, she sat next to me and we just spoke the whole night. Um, I made her laugh, you know, and, and she's like, you're so funny. What do you... First of all, she asked me, well, um, your name, Edison, where does that come from? I never met a Latino with that name. I'm like, well, I think my mom wanted like a scientist because Thomas Edison and whatnot. And she goes, okay. And then we just talked the whole night. I showed her my TikToks. And at the end of that, she said, you know what, love? You're no scientist. I remember she said, you're no scientist. You're going to, you're, you're, you were made to entertain. And I, and she's like, whatever you do, um, you know, find an education in what you do, because that's really important, you know, um, wow. find a profession in that. And so I, I keep those words in my head. So I just want to find, I don't know. I want to go to school for something. You know, I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave school for TikTok, you know? Yeah. I want to, um, I don't know how to say it, like, estudiar. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. I mean, if it's if it's if it's acting in entertainment, then mm-hmm. maybe it's entertainment law, so you can understand yeah. the business side of what yeah. could potentially happen for you moving forward. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sonia Sotomayor, that's a, that's a big one. That's I've been around a lot of famous people, but I would love to to have <laughs> dinner with Sonia Sotomayor. Yeah, that's dope. She had my mom's arroz. What a what a what, how does. <laughs> that's 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 amazing. <laughs> and she ate it all, right? Yeah. Um, how does she inspire you? Aside from the conversation, like before, like obviously you knew who she was when she walked in the mm-hmm. room. Like, was she different than you perceived her to be? Oh my gosh, yes. You know, you th- you see, you think a Supreme Court justice, you think of like, like I don't know, like a president. Like I, th- I was thinking of like you know president level, and she just sat down and she. I felt like I was talking like a to a titi, como oh, una wow. tia. Like, she was so humble and like, wow, this person is just like, this person, Puerto Rican parents grew up without, like, de la nada, y say so algo, and I thought that was so inspiring. Do you journal? Mm-hmm. Like, are you, are you recording some of these special moments that you're going through? Like, no. to create a history. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm saying this uh-huh. right now because I'm, I'm here yeah. in my life right now writing a book about mm-hmm. my career, 20, mm-hmm. 23 years old, right, my career. And one of the biggest challenges I'm having right now is just creating the timeline because like you, mm-hmm. I walked through that whole process just being in the moment and creating and doing all these things and not taking time to step back and relax and, mm-hmm. and journal them or, or, or save them in some way. So now I'm, I'm struggling because I'm trying to put pieces of a puzzle together. That, yeah. that Imagine that you lost a puzzle 23 years ago and mm-hmm. now you're looking for the parts all over the house. Oh my gosh. So that's kind of what I'm going through right now. So yeah. if I could leave you with some advice right now mm-hmm. is to start jotting down some of these Writing moments and quotes and things that people have said to you and whatever and put time dates on them so that way you could have a clear timeline so if one day you do have to write a memoir or you have to do a documentary and, and recount some of these things that you could you could do it with context and, mm-hmm. and factual information because yeah. right now I have to guess a lot about timelines and whatever yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, it's been a little difficult for me to tell that story the mm-hmm. way it should be told in, in my opinion so mm-hmm. that's cool so I want to do something very different with this podcast okay <laughs> I want because because of the fact that you're so new to social media and and you're finding incredible success very early on. I can't even tell you how many people 
have gone 10, 15 years and don't have anything close to 280,000 followers. Wow. So I want to give you an opportunity now to ask me questions. Like, what do you, what do you want to know about me or about my generation or whatever? Like, whatever comes mm-hmm. from the heart. You know, that's why we do this unscripted, so it can come from uh-huh. the heart. So, um... What exactly was the website? I know you told me you started like a website, like the first lat- like Latino you sent. Yeah. So my first site uh, was created in 1997. Mm-hmm. It's called Sofrito for Your Soul. Okay. And um, I really love Latino culture. And yeah. for me, it was like very important that our stories were told. And in school, as you already know, the, mm-hmm. the text doesn't really show a complete Latino history yeah. uh, for us. So I created this website as kind of like a way for people to express themselves, to create content poetry, short stories, share recipes that their abuela de tias used to do, <laughs> uh, talk about different experiences. Um, so I created it as that, and it's, it's gone through different reincarnations over the years, and, and eventually it became a platform in which I could actually create live shows and, and different experiences for corporate entities and, wow. and conferences for people of Latino descent that yeah. wanted to go into social media and the arts. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much... In, in, in a nutshell, um, but it was it was meant for me to find people like you. Like that's really I, you know you're you're the embodiment of who I was doing this for 23 years ago, mm-hmm. and it seemed you know there's different types of people that have done it over the years. There's musicians, there's artists, there's muralists, there's all different types of people that have come through Sofrito for your soul. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it was like people who were telling authentic stories which is what you're doing. You know, even though uh-huh. you're doing it in, in forma de broma, a chiste, uh-huh. but it's funny because it's true and we all <laughs> identify it's relatable. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, uh, one of the videos that I'm actually recording coming, coming, coming soon, so to speak, is uh, the, whole op- the whole notion of you only need a thousand true fans to be able to be successful and make a living doing what you love. And that's, being relatable is the first thing. So yeah. that's where you really nail it. You wow. nail it in being relatable because I see my cousins. I see my... I, I don't even see... like you. I don't see you as a kid. Like you know, I'm looking at you right now and it's, it's bugging me out because I'm like, I'm here and you're 18 years old but when I watch you on video, you're like my Uncle Efrain oh my or my... You know, my deal oh right now though, like you're, you're you. somebody who... Like, I've seen in my life. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I, oh I identify you with a bunch of other people. I identify you with my friends that argue back and forth about accentos and, uh-huh. you know, uh, the things that we say, the words that we say, and how we say Differently, them. like straws one. Yeah. So, so, so you know, so it's, it's really interesting because when I look at you on video doing what you do, your craft, I don't identify you as an 18-year-old kid ever. Wow. Like I've never have. And I was even questioning whether you were in high school and if I needed to get your parents' permission. <laughs> no, I'm serious. These were conversations that we were having oh, with the team. So was like, you know, do I have to call this kid's parent? Because it's going to be weird that I'm asking him to come over the house, like, you know, from social media. You yeah, know, yeah. With everything that's going on. But, but uh, I'm glad that I know you're in university and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're old enough to be here. Um, but, yeah, so, so that, that relatable piece, I think, is huge for you. And I think that that's the part that, that you should always hold on to. Mm-hmm. More than anything, and you know, as you get to meet more people, you know, absorb that, like take that in, and, yeah. and and let that influence you, and and inspire you to create more characters and whatever. I think that you have an amazing future in front of you, but not only as a comedy content creator, like you're teaching people, you're you're sparking interest mm-hmm. for people to do more research. I don't think you know that part, um, because I, I sit yeah. here now. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that as we grow our friendship and we stay uh-huh. in touch and yeah, whatever, that definitely. you're going to teach me as much as I could possibly <laughs> teach you because yeah. you're seeing it from a different perspective and you're getting it from different texts. 
and different books and different authors than maybe I will. So even when I see your videos about the Taino, like I think about that and I think about the kid that is listening to you the way you listen to Residente mm -hmm. and is now running out to buy a book to find out more. Wow. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're sparking it. What is it that Tupac said? I, I, I may not be the person that changes the world, but I'll spark the mind of the one who, who wow. will. Yeah. Like that's, that's how I see you. Wow. So I, I think that even though you're doing comedy, even though you're in high school or you're in college now mm -hmm. and you're just you're a freshman in college and you haven't really figured out what you want to do, understand the power of what you're doing right now and, and yeah. live in that. Even if you were to go, you know, God forbid, let's say you change your mind and you don't want to ever do social media again after next year. Yeah. Like think about this one year or one year and a half that you've done it and how many people that you've inspired and whatnot. So don't, don't take that away from yourself. Don't ever minimize that. Thank understand you. that power. Like, and understand that that power has responsibilities and you're going to figure out what that responsibility is moving forward. But, but, but stand in that power, like for real. Wow. Thank but you so much. Next question. <laughs> next question. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, man. Wow, I feel, I just, you just let me, I was like, wow, I feel inspired right now. I'm on cloud nine. Nothing <laughs> else? Um, no, I just came back from Orlando yesterday. Yeah. I was at so a what, what were you doing in Orlando? There was a convention, it's called Playlist Live. Mm -hmm. And like, um, it used to be YouTubers. YouTubers would go, I remember seeing on YouTube, my, my favorite YouTubers going and vlogging. And now I went there and it's put off TikTokers. TikToker has been like open for like, what, a year and a half now? Yeah. Or well, I mean, it was musically. And musically, then, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, it's about a year now. Yeah, yeah. And there were so many people I see behind my screen. And it was just crazy seeing them right there and like having conversations with them. It's like, wow, I'm really here. And the amount of people that came up to me and recognized me and saying how, how they love my videos and how they could relate. It was like, wow. Like, like, I, I, like when I post these videos, I really don't think like, you know, I'm having an impact on so many people. Or like, or they're, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like... Sometimes people will be like, wow, you make me laugh so much. But when I post a video, I don't know if it's how many times I recorded it. It's not even funny to me. I'll look at it. I'm like, this is even funny. And I just post it. And it's just, I don't know. I guess I think that trip was very good for me. You know, I, I motivate, motiv motivated me to, like, to keep going, I guess. So, so now you've gone wide. Yeah. And when I say wide, I mean you've gone wide in terms of how many people you've been able to get into the, the Edison, your Edison bandwagon, right? Mm -hmm. Um. What is deep looking like for you? Like, what, 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 what type of content would you like to do that's, that's beyond TikTok? Like, um, sometimes I listen to, like, um, Presidente has a sister, and she, she was in Calle 13. Yeah. And, like, she kind of, um, they, they split up, and now they're doing their own thing. And she yeah. does, like, these amazing songs. Like, she, she adds um, Bomba en Plena. She adds, uh, sad, like, I, don't even, I don't know the genres, but, yeah, yeah. but, like, you listen to the words, and it's like, wow, this is history. And I just think in my mind, wow, like, a music video for this? video like hook me up like i would love to you know represent like i don't know like colonizador because she talks about colonization and she talks about like so you're black quito so you want to be the <laughs> well yeah i'm gonna <laughs> you can't yeah, you can't really be the african <laughs> yeah even though you have some dna but yeah you could be a pira you know what i can see you doing being the piraguero in a video oh scraping the ice yeah <laughs> i can see that i can see that oh, yeah that's like funny. like if i had to be a kid in this current like yeah. social media uh -huh. world, I want to be this kid right here. I want to be you, man. Like seriously, <laughs> you, I, I don't think, you know, and I think that the older generations have a problem saying that when they talk to younger people because of the, 
the the amount of acquired knowledge that we perceive that we have. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that sometimes the acquired knowledge actually becomes blinders because it doesn't allow us to really see mm-hmm. what's currently happening, right? Yeah. You get so many parents that are like, oh, I bet that telephone or whatever, exactly. but little do your parents know that this phone could actually change their whole life exactly. with what you're doing right now. So, yeah. so I'm not like that. I think that one thing that my kids pro- will hopefully say about me mm-hmm. one day is that I, I had an open mind and I was able to admire what they were doing as much as they admired what I was doing yeah. as, a, as a father. So um, I feel that way with you. I, I feel Thank like, you. like I, I think that you have an incredible amount of power. I would love to see a collaboration with you and some of the other popular uh, Puerto Rican, Dominican oh, creators. Wow, like, and I can introduce you. I mean, the people from New York, like, you know, uh-huh. I could introduce you to a couple um, that I know. Um, but I would like to see you collaborate with some folks that, that wow. you know, so you guys could help each other. That would um, be great. Create yeah. own, your own little TikTok tribe, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, like you see with other, like, mom bloggers and you see <laughs> the, the YouTubers. Yeah. They all have their clicks, right? Yeah. So you need, yeah. you need Senor Edison to put his tribe together. You need, yeah. to, you need a bunch of your friends to come on, get in, get in on the action. Mm-hmm. Um, I thank you for spending time with me. I know oh, that this interview... So is sudden and and it, and it was a surprise that uh-huh. you could, I've never done one of these. I, I was like, "Well, this is pretty." Is your first podcast? First anything? Really? First, wow. I think that wow. was. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's that's amazing. Um, it's not going to be the last. I promise you. Um, there's a lot of opportunity out there for you, and I hope that you uh, that you always keep me as a resource as somebody you can pick up the phone and call whenever mm-hmm. you have a question about anything having to do with this world because. You know, I've been here for a long time. And, you know, I was the first Latino blogger. So there was a time that I was the only one uh, doing this kind of work. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so I I keep that at the top of my head. And I always try to share as much information as possible with younger people so that they could actually learn from my mistakes and not take as long to monetize. Mm -hmm. It took me almost 12 years to monetize my platform. Like, really monetize it. Mm -hmm. Monetize it with life-changing money. Yeah. You know, for 10 years, I made, you know, $500 for an appearance here. We'll go there, do a campaign, and, and an ambassador, whatever, uh, driving new cars, whatever. And, and next thing you know, it was like, when I actually stepped into my power, I read Gary Vee's book, Crushing It. And when I, when I read that book, I kind of understood some of the talents and some of the things that I had in front of me. And then next thing you know, uh, you know, the floodgates opened. And I was able to completely <laughs> leave like a six-figure job. Wow. To, to do this full time and to work with other people and mentor people, other bloggers and other creators to be able to monetize and find their way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a resource here, man. All right. Wow. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Do me a favor. Yeah. Tell your people whatever you want to say to them. Like, háblale. Háblale a tu gente. Bueno, si, wherever you come from, um, no, uh, ¿cómo se dice? No, representa, no, no tiene que representar, pero, um, Appreciate your culture. Learn, I don't know, learn, I don't know, learn something your parents want to teach you. I don't know, listen to your grandma, habla a tu abuelita. You know, they're not always going to be around. Listen to their stories, how they lived, what they did, what they didn't have. I don't know. <laughs> Just be grateful. Be grateful for what you have, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. I'm so inspired. Hey, familia. Thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast, and I hope that you share it with somebody that you love. As Latino influence grows in the United States, the need to connect people to their cultural heritage grows exponentially. My dream is to continue to build community around the need to educate Latinos about their cultural legacy, as well as document our contributions to this country. I'm active on several social media platforms in order to keep that conversation alive. See you next time.